Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the debut episode of He Book, She Book, the pro wrestling podcast where your two hosts book and rebook your favorite pro wrestling superstars and storylines of the past, present, and future. My name is Mike. And I'm Becca. And today, we're going to be going over all of WrestleMania 37 weekend. There's a lot of matches, uh, a lot of moments, a lot of things that we would do differently, a lot of likes, a lot of dislikes, but because there is so much, we're going to jump right into night one. All right, opening the show, we had Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley puts in the hurt lock, which made Drew pass out, and then he retained the championship. At first, I really wasn't sure where they were going to go with this. I didn't know what feuds would be coming next for Bobby Lashley. I personally wanted Drew McIntyre to win that match. Uh, On Raw, though, we did find out that Braun Strowman and Randy Orton wanted the championship, and then they did a triple threat with Drew, and now we are going to get Drew and Bobby Lashley again. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? I wanted Bobby to win. I picked Bobby. uh, Every pay-per-view, we always have our picks, our little pick sheet. Um, Usually, we're usually pretty much um, in sync. Depends on... I guess the person you're always going to pick, Randy Orton, to win every single match. Um, But I love what we're doing with Bobby Lashley. He's finally the dominant force that we knew he could be. And the match, his win wasn't as clean as you you would like it at a WrestleMania, especially with somebody as dominant as Bobby. You had that small little uh, distraction that that MVP threw in there uh, to prevent Drew from hitting the Claymore. And then, yeah, Drew doesn't tap. So you save your face from that kind of humiliation of the tapping out. And I figured that's where we were going to go. We were going to do Drew and Bobby again. I don't know how we make it different or how we make it more special than the WrestleMania match. But I I think that this is the right way to go. Both guys deserve this spotlight. Do you think that there was anything that you would change in this match, whether it be the finish, the distraction, anything? No, I think you're right, both guys are getting the spotlight that they deserve um i am excited to see what happens with bobby lashley and then now we can see maybe drew wins again maybe bobby lashley wins again and has a long reign we'll see where it goes yeah i'm i'm in the camp of let's get this long reign for this monster heel um i don't know again i don't know there's not a lot of guys on the raw roster that can take this spot you have drew who they built to be the star that he is now you have bobby who they finally get behind a legit badass character a guy that can legit beat you up beat anybody up on that roster um you know he's a real champion and i think we should push that for as long as we can i wouldn't change anything about this match i loved it i thought it was perfect from start to finish uh and then that would lead us into match number two all right so the second match was the women's tag team turmoil Uh, This was for a title match for night two. A bunch of different tag teams in this match. We had Lana and Naomi, Carmella and Billy, the Riot Squad, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, Natalia and Tamina. Ultimately, Tamina ends up pinning Ruby, and Natalia and Tamina go on to face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler in night two. I personally hated everything about this match. I know that... A lot of women had put in a lot of work to be there. I love the Riot Squad. I would have loved to see the Riot Squad go on to that night too. I also personally would have really liked it if something happened to where Carmella could not wrestle and 
Peyton Royce took her spot and the Iconics got back together. Uh, now knowing what happened with the Iconics and that they are no more kind of breaks my heart going into this. But I would have loved to see either the Iconics surprise us or the Riot Squad take that win. Yeah, I would have popped hard for that. I think most of that Florida crowd, if not all of Raymond James Stadium, would have popped hard to hear the Iconics finally get back together. But as you said, uh, as we found out, what was it, Monday or Tuesday, um, WWE did their yearly spring cleaning, quote-unquote, and released a lot of really talented individuals, the Iconics being two of those, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Um, Billy gets one last somewhat WrestleMania moment. She didn't really do anything in this match um, of note, but I think it's, I think you're dead on. I think the Iconics debuting, or I'm, not, I'm sorry, not debuting, but getting back together, uh, considering they were split for no reason. Neither no one of reason. the girls, neither one of the girls have had any traction since then. Billy's been entertaining, but for, you know, that's just her. Billy's going to entertain wherever she is, whatever she does. Um, and yeah, just misused. I think this match was absolute garbage. Yeah. Honestly, it just, the biggest moments of this match were Mandy Rose coming out and falling right on her ass on the entryway. Yeah, uh, and, and then, Dana Brooke also falling out. Yeah, falling out in a completely different way. Um, we'll leave that to the imagination. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing else to really talk about. Uh, Natalia and Tamina, who are, I don't even know when this team got together. It hasn't been together long. But that's kind of just been Natty's thing for the last however many years is have a random partner, go out and do random stuff. And, yeah, now that sets up Tamina and Natalia to go against Nia and Shayna night two. And believe me when I say we're going to get to this match later, we're not going to talk about it much. Uh, <laughs> and this is the end of what we're going to talk about for this match. What's match number three? Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Woo! I love both of these wrestlers. I think that they are so strong. They are great wrestlers. They complement each other so well. Everything, all of their counters, everything they did was amazing. Um, I mean, the running joke was seeing how many times Cesaro was going to swing Seth this time. Nobody expected a UFO to happen. If you didn't see it, you need to go back and watch this match. It was amazing. Um, Cesaro ends up winning and finally got an awesome WrestleMania moment that he deserved. I think they absolutely burned the house down. They absolutely killed it. I mean, this was a match that you knew as soon as it was set up, this is going to be a match that can steal the entire weekend, not just the night. And yeah, you brought up the UFO from Cesaro. Guys, if you did not watch WrestleMania... And I know that, you know, we want people that don't necessarily follow wrestling week to week to get into it and let us help you get into it. Let us, you know, guide you to this match, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I can't express to you enough how good this match was from start to finish. You see two of the best in the world doing the thing that they are the two of the best in the world at. And Cesaro is... Okay, so we call him the Swiss Superman. He's the right? strongest guy on this roster. It's so weird to look at a guy like Cesaro and be like, this guy is abnormally strong, but this guy is abnormally strong. Do do yourself a favor. Even just watch this match for five minutes. And if you turn it off, turn it off. But I, I can't imagine you're going to watch this match, turn it on, and be like, oh, this is, you know what? This isn't for me. 
Cesaro is... The, the UFO he brings out, I can't describe to you guys what that move is. Uh, the Cesaro swing, you know, you're just swinging a guy around. It's literally, you know, you can picture that in your head. Um, but the UFO is a move that I don't think he's done in WWE at all. And he breaks this out at WrestleMania, and people went nuts. We went nuts on the couch. Insane. Okay, I think it was the only moment in this entire uh, show that we actually popped for out loud in our house. Uh, and it's been shown... How many times did they show it on, on Friday? It was like... So many times. It was every other clip was this moment at WrestleMania. Like, I think this this move is just replaying in Vince McMahon's office. And he's just like, this guy's been on my roster the whole time. He's had this. And he hasn't pulled it out. But yeah, Cesaro, he gets that moment. And he's had moments before at WrestleMania. But this is a real... You know, he beat a former world champion multiple times over in Seth Rollins, one of the best athletes this company has um, and one of the best all-around performers. And Cesaro proves that he can not only hang with these guys. He is as good if or, you know, better than the best in the business. And the next uh, Friday on SmackDown, Roman Reigns is looking for an opponent Surprise, we've got Cesaro ready, willing, and able to take that spot. We'll get to Roman later on uh, and why Edge and Brian don't seem to be, you know, here. But Cesaro deserves this push. And I want to bring up real quick, on the pre-show, Jerry Lawler said one of the most asinine things I've ever heard as a wrestling fan. He said at one point that the fans didn't, uh, didn't, he said something like the they fans just got behind Cesaro recently. Asinine. So dumb. What I have you... been behind Cesaro since the moment I saw that man wrestle. Phenomenal. He has been buried. He he needs this moment. He deserves this moment. Like, it's there so... have been Cesaro oh. section signs in the crowd for years now. This is not a guy that was like all of a sudden like, oh, this is he's here. Maybe Vince thought that. But the fans have known and loved Cesaro for years now. And to see him finally get a moment um, is incredible. This match was, to me, it's in the top three easily. For the uh, whole weekend. For the whole weekend. It could be the best match, just bell to bell. Uh, emotionally, it wasn't, just because there wasn't a ton of build. I thought the build was hilarious. Honestly, Seth Rollins being this like smarmy, snakish heel, I love. Uh, and Cesaro just being the upstanding Superman that he is. Um, loved this match. Wouldn't change a thing about it. Great finish. Action-packed. Um, yeah, there, there's nothing else I can say. Go out of your way to watch this match if you haven't already. It's maybe 15 minutes long. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, if you can watch that match and say that you don't like wrestling, then you really, really don't like wrestling. Yeah, it's insane. That man... Cesaro is one of the craziest and strongest people on that roster, and he beat Seth freaking Rollins. He deserves everything coming his way. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Perfect match, perfect finish, uh, leading into a perfect transition on SmackDown. Uh, but before we get to that, what's up next on this card? The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Who knows? I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't think the announcers know because at least three different pronunciations happened uh, in this match. <laughs> yeah. And it's Omas, I believe. Oh, you're right. I think it is Omas. But who knows? Just Omas is 
a giant human being. He what did AJ call him? He's his 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 personal colossus. Yes. Yeah. So AJ and Omas, Biggie. I'm sorry, not Biggie. Biggie did Whoa. come out with the new day. Yeah. I loved everything about that. I hate that Biggie was put on the other roster. I wish that the three of them were still together. I know technically they are still all the new day, but I loved that Biggie came out with them. Um Kofi ends up getting pinned. I don't really know how I feel about that. I would have loved for the New Day to continue being the champions and just have another long run. I do think it's really cool, though, that AJ Styles is now a Grand Slam champ. That's exciting. Um, I think that's something that just really stood out to me throughout this match was when AJ Styles jumped on top of... Yeah his shoulders mm -hmm. and just came out of nowhere and hit woods with the phenomenal forearm i thought that was awesome uh, and it was a good match i love tag team matches so i really i don't have anything real negative to say about it it was interesting just because the whole build to this match was aj has found a giant human being uh in omas and we have never seen this individual wrestle so even in the match the story of the match was, can the New Day keep AJ away from Omas and make sure that, the, that he doesn't enter this match at all? And, I mean, the comedy of Kofi and Woods, it's, it's, not, it's unlike anything else in wrestling right now. Um, they were literally, they were actually, they were funny while they were wrestling AJ, who, again, former world champion, Grand Slam champion, he's held every single title in this business, um, or in this, uh, in the WWE. And to now be tag champions with a guy who had never wrestled a single match in WWE before, um, I'm I'm curious to where they're going to go with it because they didn't show up on Raw. Yeah. There what was, happens next? Woods and Kofi were on Raw. And for some reason, AJ and Omos are not. That doesn't make any sense to me. That sounds like this finish maybe got kind of thrown out there at the last second and they don't really know what to do with it. Um, but a little... Just a little background to this, AJ got interviewed recently and said, or I don't know if it was AJ or Triple H, but either way, it got out that AJ wanted to wrestle Triple H at this WrestleMania, and Triple H declined it because he didn't have enough time, uh, he felt, to get in shape or the kind of shape he would want to be in for a match with AJ. Um, that would have been... Phenomenal. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't want to go there with it. <laughs> But yeah, that would have been a phenomenal match. I would have loved to see the build. I can't wait. I, I feel like you can't put that out there for Triple H if you're not planning on doing it at some point. If people now know that AJ wants to wrestle Triple H and Triple H is the one ducking him, like these guys are not young. AJ's in his 40s. He's 42, 43 years old. Triple H, I don't know how old he is. I, <laughs> I feel like he hasn't <laughs> aged in like 10 years. Um, but... Yeah, I feel like I don't think they know what they want to do with Omas and AJ, and that's why I would have I would have also had New Day just hold on to the titles. Um, you know, keep you know when you have a team like the New Day that is so historically now, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, they've done so much, they've won so many titles. They are the best tag team of the last ten, fifteen, maybe even twenty years. Um, and to have them lose to a single star and a guy that's never wrestled before, I think is weird. Uh, I don't hate it. I just, 
I don't think I would have made this match in general. I feel like it all was very thrown together last second, but um, I'll take it. I'm intrigued by Omas. He is so freaking big. He's so big. So big. What? Who can beat him? If if he ends up being a good wrestler, who can beat this big dude? It's going to be very interesting to see how they book him in the future. Um, if there's one thing Vince McMahon loves, it's a giant human being, and he found yeah. himself a giant human being. I don't know where the fuck they found this guy, but... Props to them. Go wherever you found him. Go there again. See if there's another one of him, and just build yourselves a twin tower. Because I don't know what. It's so funny to see the AJ interact with Omas. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's as good as it's going to be for what the finish was. Uh, and I think from there, I don't have anything else to say about it. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say other than I always love the New Day gear, and I have to yes. say that. I love their gear. I think it's amazing. I think it was hilarious, and it was so fitting for the New Day to just have 2020 crossed off and have the little one up there. Yeah. Phenomenal. Everybody look at their gear whenever they come out. It's great. Um, other than that, I would have wanted them to win. Well, but... Explain real quick why that's the 2020 and 2021 why that's funny to you well because this wrestlemania was supposed to happen last year and now we're pretending that it didn't happen (laughs) and just to have that zero crossed off and the one just put on it just has that comical aspect added in that the new day just delivers so naturally and so well i just think it's hilarious i mean they have some serious gear as well but when they have these little quirks or those little things in there i think people need to pay attention to that also (laughs) (laughs) moving on to shane mcmahon versus braun Strowman in a steel cage match um i know this was like a joke in this while we were watching this but i was honestly scared that the match was going something was going to happen like lightning was going to strike the steel cage because there was a storm happening during WrestleMania. Yeah, for the um, first time, WrestleMania was weather delayed by about 20 minutes or so uh, for a like thunderstorm. Was, they actually had to evacuate the yeah. stadium and then get everybody back in. The fact, like, it's just the comedy of they had to wait a year to get fans, and then they get fans, and they have to wait another 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, there was something funny about that, but yeah, the steel cage in a, in a thunderstorm. Uh, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. That's it. Um, I honestly, I don't know why this match was really happening. I get it. Shane was like bullying Braun and Shane needed to be here. Um, I also don't understand where Shane found that toolbox that he hit Braun with. That was like a whole thing. Uh, Braun ends up pinning Shane. There's a lot that happened in this match that... I don't really care enough to talk about. There are other things that happened in this match, like Braun peeling back the cage. Very cool spot. That was really cool when he pu- he peeled it back, pulled Shane back into the cage. Uh, there was another moment where Braun threw Shane off of the top of the cage. That was really cool. Was there anything that stood out to you that you think is noteworthy it, in this match? I literally wrote down one note. For this match. And that one note is that this was a hit Braun things. Hit Braun with things match. Yeah. It just started off uh, Elias and Jackson Riker, who I don't know how on earth he avoided this spring cleaning. Jackson Riker still being on the roster is yeah. hilarious. Um, but he's like Elias's friend. 
um, they come out and they just start hitting Braun with stuff. And um, bra- Shane hits him with a chair. Shane hits him with a toolbox. That, yeah, who knows why there was just a toolbox laying around. Seems kind of like malpractice to me uh, <laughs> for whoever was putting that stage together or the uh, the key the cage together. Um, this match was everything I expected it to be. It was Braun is going to get beat up a little bit. I don't... The Shane McMahon... Shane is like 55 years old, okay? And let me explain to, to anybody that hasn't seen Shane wrestle in a while. Shane is gassed out by the time he gets to the ring because he does that little dance and he's 50 years old. Uh, he gets into the ring. He's basically as red as a tomato, breathing heavily, sweating heavily, and then go, proceeds to put on a solid match. And the big spot of the match is, of course, anybody that has ever seen Shane McMahon knows the big spot of this match. What is he jumping off of? Yeah. And instead of jumping off, Braun throws him off the top of the cage. Yeah. Shane McMahon, again, is in his 50s and is jumping off of, what was it, 15 15 feet, 20 feet maybe? Uh, Loses the match, obviously. Uh, The whole build was Shane is the bully. Braun is... I don't, that's what, I don't understand about this whole thing. Braun is a massive person. He's the monster among men for a reason. And you have Shane McMahon, the son of the owner of the company, bullying this guy. And then we're supposed to, like, feel bad for Braun. And he gets, like, slime poured on him. It was just such a weird build for a match that could have just been Shane being like, hey, I want to just face you. And that could have been the whole build. We're going to be like, okay, cool. Shane wants to face Braun, whatever. Yeah. We don't need to do this weird bullying thing. Um, Braun yeah. could have come out like, I want a WrestleMania match. Who wants to face me? And Shane could have come out and been like, I'll face you. But instead, Shane needs to bully this giant it was human very weird. that could murder him in one move. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And then we get a cage match between the two. Braun wins, obviously. Braun then comes out on Raw. Um, he wants a WWE title match, which I'm ready for. Give it to him. You've who else a, is going to beat Bobby Lashley? Uh, you have a ready-made monster who we have confirmed is a face. He's the good guy because Shane was playing the heel. Um, you know, you don't have many guys on the Raw side that can be a face like Braun can be. Yeah. Um, Braun can play either side, but I think eventually when we need a new opponent for Bobby Lashley, who I hope, again retains for a while bobby versus braun is a that's that's a main event match that's two big old dudes um put them in any kind of match it's going to be interesting people are going to want to see that um but he comes out on raw with randy who we'll get to later um drew beats them both we're doing the drew bobby thing again i don't know what's next for braun i don't i don't understand why it's so hard it seems so hard to book him um you have a monster among men. Yeah, like, I don't... Book him as the monster that he is. A few years ago, when he was just flipping ambulances and just destroying stuff left and right, it was awesome. The fans were so behind it, and really nothing came of it. Um, You had that feud with Roman where Braun was the bad guy. You're obviously not going to do that feud with Roman now, but Braun... I, I don't know. I just think he's being not wasted, but God, that guy, he's so good. He can talk now. He's getting better every year. He There's came so he much came potential in with him. 
yeah, he came in so green, so randomly with the Wyatt family. And now, you know, Braun has has fought his way out of just being that big ogreish guy into being a real sports entertainer, a real professional wrestler. Um, and yeah, I just I think this was a weird matchup, but we're gonna move on because I don't think there's anything else we can touch with this. It's booked to a, to about perfection. Yeah. So then the next match is the Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I honestly did not think that I was going to care at all about this match. I thought this was going to be a bathroom break for me. This match surprised me. I loved it. I don't... I think that Bad Bunny deserves everything. Uh, He worked really hard, and you can tell that he worked really hard. He did a great job. Obviously, The Miz and Morrison and Damian Priest did a great job making Bad Bunny look better as well. Um, Bad Bunny ends up pinning The Miz, which was great. Really good for him. Like I said, he put in the work. He he deserved that win. Good for him. Yeah, this was, from the minute it was booked, we knew what this was. It was WrestleMania booking a celebrity in a match. Um, the celebrity is nine times out of ten going to win that match. Um, Bad Bunny... I knew of him prior to him uh, coming to WWE. He's not a huge celebrity here in the United States, but obviously is a internationally renowned artist. Uh, he was at the Grammys, I believe. Uh, he hosted Saturday Night Live. He actually likes wrestling, loves wrestling, follows it. Uh, they gave him the 24-7 championship. He brought it to SNL, which was so many celebrities come and do wrestling, and then they act like they're not doing wrestling, like they're ashamed of it. Uh, Bad Bunny was not ashamed of it. Bad Bunny, we know for a fact, went and trained. Uh, I know Adam Pierce uh, was one of the people that helped train him. I'm, I forget who the other guy was. Yeah, he uh, put the work in, and it He put showed. the work in, yeah. And Damian Priest um, gets a little bit of attention. He gets a little bit of eyes on him. Uh, a guy coming up from NXT. Uh, cool look. He's got a cool move set. He can definitely be a player down the road. Um, I like when you can get guys like that exposure, uh, but he was not the highlight of this match by any means. The Miz and Morrison played their roles to perfection. Great heels, as always. Um, there's not a lot you can say about The Miz. He is what he is. Uh, he is entertaining. Uh, Morrison is the same. And yeah, Bad Bunny gets the win. You can't book this any differently. Um, there's nothing really to even do in the future. I don't know what Miz and Morrison do. I feel like they're just going to flounder around. Hopefully, Damian Priest can find some kind of foothold here. Bad Bunny is gone. They had that really cool... They had a couple uh, of those commercials for yeah. his tour. Uh, yeah, good for him. He got commercials out of both WrestleMania and Raw, and I believe SmackDown, too. Yeah, got to plug his stuff, and I, th- I think it, it works. It That whole match worked uh, exactly how it should have, and... Yeah, that's all we have for that one. What's the next one? The next one, the main event of night one. Woo! Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And let me tell you, I love Bianca Belair. I screamed when she won. I'm amazing main event. I thought this was amazing from start to finish. I think that Sasha Banks is just so athletic and such a good wrestler. I think Bianca Belair is amazing. Um, I knew that these two women would give us just a hell of a show, and they did. They just, 
I don't think you could have done anything. They gave us so much more than I could have ever imagined them giving us. I am so happy that that hair whip came out. I have not seen that. I feel like since she's been on the main roster, I knew that it was coming when Sasha started pulling on that hair. I was waiting so impatiently for it. I just think this is an all-around beautiful match from start to finish. I have literally zero complaints. Yeah, I think... This is another one of those matches where go out of your way to watch this. Yeah. Um, this match was so amazing on so many different levels. Um, Sasha Banks, to me, she's the best female on the roster. Um, and I thought about this recently. You know, in different sports, you'll have, like, um, guys talk about, like, the NBA. You know, if you could start a franchise, if you could start a new sports team, who would be your first pick? Um and, you know, you do it in wrestling. It's like, oh, if you're going to start a new promotion, like, who would be the first guy you'd want to sign? And the one of the first people I'd want to sign, if not the first, would be Sasha Banks. She's so good at what she does. And over the last year or two, wherever, whenever she came back as the blueprint, she had that blue hair, she comes back. She has been on fire in a way that I don't think there's anybody else on the roster, uh, maybe outside of Roman Reigns, that has been so just the star power of Sasha Banks. She's in The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. She's she's crossing over uh, in a mainstream way, and that girl has star just written all over her. And I think it took a while for Vince to realize what he had, um, but now she gets to main event WrestleMania, and this is the first time that women have been in the main event of WrestleMania in a singles match. First time ever. Because we had a couple years back, we had Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. It was a triple threat match, main event of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. This is the first time that two women in a singles competition um, competed in the main event of WrestleMania. And God, did they blow the doors off this match. Just incredible. Bianca is a specimen. I don't even know how to describe her other than if you just wanted to create a perfect athlete like perfect female athlete you can look at Bianca Belair and be like I don't want anything I don't want to piss her off in any way she is jacked to the gills she's got a beautiful face beautiful smile she has so much charisma that she's oozing she is strong as all hell that at one point she presses Sasha Banks over her head on the outside of the ring, the walks up the steps with Sasha pressed over her head, and it's just one of those wow moments um, that you don't get a lot of. And Bianca, this is her first singles match at WrestleMania, yeah. period, gets the main event. She wins the Royal Rumble. Um, she is just, they have attached a rocket to her back, They've pushed her all the way to the top of the division. I'm curious to see what she does now. Um, on SmackDown, she comes out and celebrates uh, with the Street Profits, which is pretty cool uh, to have her and her husband, Montez Ford, in the ring. Uh, it looks like they're kind of putting all of them together, uh, the Street Profits with Bianca. But, God, this match, uh, on so many levels, Sasha Banks, incredible. Bianca Belair, incredible. Um was there anything else that you wanted to point out about this match? No, I just think that 
they're both so, so good at what they do. And Bianca just, like, Sasha might be the blueprint, but Bianca just set a whole new standard for these women. And like you said, she won the Royal Rumble a couple months ago. She comes out and just dominates this main event on night one. And talk about the talk of the weekend. Like, she is just amazing. I personally wouldn't change anything about this match. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing for me was I don't think Bianca needed to win on her first try. Um, I picked Sasha to win, I think, uh, just because she's been on such a roll. She's absolutely killing it. She's the she's the blueprint. She's the peak of the division right now. Uh, and, I mean, you're not going to find a bigger Bianca Belair fan. For real. I mean, we've been watching her and Rhea, who we'll get to later, since the Mae Young Classic. They've been unbelievable uh, in their progression. Uh, but, I mean, I, I could have seen Sasha winning, and you can continue this feud um, down the road and eventually get Bianca her win. But I'm not going to harp on it at all. I think it was an unbelievable—it was a five-star match. This match was sure. absolutely amazing. Um, from bell to bell, uh, even just like the historical aspect aside, but I did want to touch on the emotions uh, of these two women for a couple reasons. One, the fact that they haven't wrestled in front of fans in over a year. So a lot of these performers, um, you could you could feel their reaction to the reaction of the crowd. Um, to me, like Randy really showed it on his entrance. We'll get to him later. Uh, but when Bianca and Sasha are standing there, bell has rung. Bianca's almost, like, already crying. Yeah, I know. A lot of people complained about that, said it gave away the ending of the match. But you know That's what? ridiculous. Those people need to shut up because it was beautiful. It She had every right to be emotional. It was a WrestleMania moment. The first one in front of fans in a year. Like, it's okay that she teared up. She could have lost and still teared up in the beginning. Yeah, I, I didn't see that as telegraphing the finish as much as it was. Like, they are now in the history books as having main evented a WrestleMania against one another. Um, and that could have just been what the emotions was. I mean, Sasha sure. loses, and there's clips online of her outside the ring just smiling. She was so happy that that match happened, that Sasha or that Bianca won. Like, it, uh, the emotions made the match that much better. Yeah. Um, and now Bianca gets to run with this ball. Um, I think she'll do an amazing job. She's a credible. I mean, you just look at her, and she looks like a credible mm-hmm. threat in the division. She looks like she can beat anyone uh, around. She's strong as all hell. Um, so much charisma, so much fire, so much passion for this. The weird thing is, I actually looked this up earlier. I would have never guessed Bianca is 32 years old and Sasha's 28. Sasha's been carrying this division for so long. Yeah. And she's passing the ball off to someone that's four years older than her, who is just now getting their foothold in the division. I think it speaks a lot to, one, Bianca, her development— she got into this late. She was not a, she did not want to be a wrestler when she was a kid. She was a track and field superstar in high school and college. Uh, she was a CrossFit athlete. After that, she gets a trial with NXT and now is the uh, 
the women's champion on the SmackDown roster. Sasha wanted this her whole life. And she proved to me that she is exactly what she wanted to be when she grew up. She's every bit the star that she envisioned herself to be. And I, I think that's that's about as as awesome a way as you're going to end a WrestleMania. So that's, I mean, that's night one. Night one is in the books. Um, match of the night, you can pick Cesaro versus Rollins. You can pick Bianca versus Sasha. Either one, it depends on. Do you want, do you feel more on the emotional side? Or do you feel more on the wrestling side of things? Like, to me... If I'm going to sit down and watch one of these matches with no background story, I'm going to go with Cesaro and Seth. Yeah, that makes sense. But because of the background and knowing the the last few years for these women, I would pick I would pick Sasha and Bianca. But night night one, phenomenal. I agree. I had no complaints at all about night one. Um, well, I mean, other than the women's tag team turmoil could have been different. Other than that, I think. The main event was amazing. I think the matches leading up to it, the promos that were cut were good. I It was a great night. Night yeah. one was phenomenal. And then we go right into to night two, and I have some questions. I have some things I need to say and get off of my chest. But go ahead and, and introduce us to the the opener of night one. No, night, the night opener two. of night Sorry. two. Night two. So Randy Orton versus The Fiend. Now, we haven't seen The Fiend in a while. This is his first time coming back since Randy Orton burned him to death. Um, that's a whole thing. If you're not following wrestling, it's going to be really confusing. Um, Alexa Bliss is phenomenal. I love her. She just comes out and she puts on a show in her own. I mean, this match, I know you have a lot to say on this match. The yep. only thing that I really have to say is like I hate the lighting that they do with the fiend. I don't understand it. It doesn't make the match look any better. Use the regular lighting. Um, I love Randy Orton more than most people. Great should. gear. The gear looked phenomenal. Um, he, he always looks phenomenal. Randy Orton, you know, RKO out of nowhere wins the match. Not necessarily out of nowhere. The match to me. It was kind of confusing. I uh, wish a lot of things did actually happen differently. I don't think it was. I, I don't think it was long enough. But at the same point, they could have had the same amount of time and done things differently, and it would have been okay. Um, I do like how the end kind of happened, where Alexa Bliss distracts the Fiend, and that's how Randy Orton can sneak that RKO in. I wanted Randy Orton to win this match. I. He already said we have our picks every time there's an event. I will always pick Randy Orton if he is on the card. It doesn't matter if I think he's going to win or not. I will always pick him. I love him. I am loyal to him. Um, <laughs> I know you have a lot to say about this match, so let's hear it. Okay. God, I wanted this match to be so good. I you know. so badly wanted to love this match. Um, I'd say... Of the matches I was most excited to see for this weekend, it was probably Seth and Cesaro I was super excited about. Um, the main event of night two, super excited about. I had so, like, I don't know if excitement's the word I'm, I'm thinking of here, 
I had so many emotions about what the Fiend versus Randy could be. Because if we go back to last year, we had Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, right? There's no fans. They do like a, a movie. They do a, cin- a cinematic match, right? The Firefly Funhouse. Very cool, very uh, unique idea. I thought it was awesome, honestly. That was such a cool match. Very last cool. Year. People I know that don't watch wrestling that just happened to watch WrestleMania were intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It speaks to the creativity of Bray Wyatt uh, that they could pull that off. But then I kind of thought that's where we were going for this match. But obviously with fans, you can't really pull off a cinematic match. You can't just have, you know, the, a bunch of thousands of people watching a screen. Uh, but I want to run down, because I'm going to run down this match in numerous ways. <laughs> uh, literally, metaphorically, everything. Um we go back to WrestleMania 33, four years ago. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. We did this match already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably rooted for Randy then, too. Very interesting build to this match. Bray was the champion going in, and then we get this weird, like, he's projecting bugs onto the mat from below, and, like, if that sounds ridiculous to you, imagine watching it. Uh, go ahead and watch WrestleMania 33 for that. You will be disappointed uh, by what you see, because that match was just as annoying. Uh, but, God, four years later, we have a chance. Bray is a different character. Uh, we have the chance for something unique, something interesting. And we can take the Fiend character and make him the nightmare uh, of a monster heel that he could be, right? Alexa Bliss phenomenal she did everything everything she could have done in this match was she did well uh awesome entrance from bray like this match started off on such a high note i was so hyped the fans are hyped i think we all had really high expectations for this match honestly because it's kind of been four years in the making yeah and they touched on that in the build to it this and this feud has been going on not just you know, from the four years ago thing, but I feel like it's been going on for months. Randy lit The Fiend on fire. The Fiend disappears. He feuds with Alexa, which was very intriguing. Love that. Um, And then we finally get to the payoff of this match. Awesome entrance by Bray. He's in the the jack-in-the-box, or as Michael Cole likes to call it, a box-like structure. Hilarious. So stupid. (laughs) Um, Alexa, she cranks the thing. Fiend gets brought up. Uh, very slowly, uh, just very creepy. And then we start the match and we get that garbage red lighting. Just trash. I don't understand it. Please, God, let Vince McMahon know <laughs> that this red lighting doesn't work. It it's doesn't stupid. Help. What is it doing? What is it helping in any way? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Fiend jumps off of the box like structure. <laughs> and attacks Randy. We're off. We're going. We get absolute trash of a of a professional wrestling match for about seven minutes or so. Yeah. It's like DDT from Randy. DDT from Randy. DDT from Randy. Bray does some stuff. And then just as Bray is seemingly going to win this match, Alexa pops up and she's like got this tiara on. And guys... I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna try to explain this to you. It's like a tiara, but that just struck an oil leak. Something is happening. Black stuff is coming out of this tiara, and this distracts the fiend. 
and then Randy RKO's the Fiend, and then that's it. That's it. I Match guess. is over. Then the Fiend gets up. He looks at Alexa Bliss. Lights go out. Lights come back on. They're gone. The crowd booed this match. Yeah. The crowd booed so the opening. <laughs> Hell yeah. The crowd booed the opening of night two of WrestleMania. Okay? It set a real bad tone for what was going to happen for WrestleMania night two. And it sucks because Randy got a great pop. Mm-hmm. when he came out fans were hyped for randy orton you can see him he's getting like he's Emotional. yeah he's doing like the goosebumps thing he can feel the goosebumps on his arms from the from the crowd and then we just get this turd of a match and this this is how easy it is guys i'm gonna rebook this match all right keep the entrances love the entrance mm-hmm. super cool right this jack-in-the-box entrance i honestly hope we see it again sometime down the road uh, we're probably not because of, you know, we'll get to where this led to on Monday. But The Fiend needed to beat the hell out of Randy Orton. The Fiend needed to put Randy Orton away in a brutal fashion that Randy takes months off. Okay, let's give Randy a vacation mm-hmm. at the hands of The Fiend and build Bray up as the monster that he is. For some reason, every time Bray gets a little momentum, or I'm sorry, a little momentum, it just, he hits a brick wall from creative with terrible booking decisions. This is easy, guys. This is the Bray, I'm sorry, the Fiend beats the hell out of Randy Orton for 10 minutes. I'm talking like SummerSlam from years ago where Brock Lesnar just kept on suplexing John Cena. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a contest. It was just Brock beats the hell out of John Cena. Bray Wyatt needed to absolutely murk Randy Orton. Okay? I'm talking like playing video games. He just spams the same move over and over again. Just dominates Randy Orton. And pins him. One, two, three, right in the middle of the ring. Alexa comes in. They do like a creepy little standoff. She's like changed. She can do like her little quick change. That would be cool. Yeah. Um. But God, how do we keep messing up, like, the most creative guy in that locker room? The most, like, we lost The Undertaker, okay? We no longer have a supernatural character. Everybody is just a guy that's a name, right? We have a bunch of, like, Randy Orton's, Dolph Ziggler's, Apollo Cruz's. We have a bunch of these guys, right, that are just athletes, that are wrestlers. We don't have a lot of characters. And when we finally get a character... We just, for some reason, can't... We can't have nice things as fans. Yeah. This match bothered me, obviously, so much. Because I want Bray Wyatt to be something so bad. Because he he can be something. He can be. He just has to be given that that shot. He should have won this match, and he could have been something with it. What is going to happen with The Fiend now? I don't know. All Why we, is he even here? All What's we know now is that... Alexa Bliss on what, Monday? Was this is this a Raw match? Yeah. So <laughs> on Monday, uh, Alexa now has a new friend. Okay, she has Lily, who, as we commented on Instagram, is so creepy. So creepy. And she's got this new friend, and she and I like the promo from Alexa. Don't get me wrong. Her whole like uh, the evil found me and helped me. But now I no longer need the evil, so I'm going to destroy the evil. It was very cool. Um, I don't know what you can really do with it. 
I'm, I'm intrigued again, but it pisses me off because WrestleMania is supposed to end things and start new things. Well, I guess mm-hmm. they kind of did that, but like it just the wrong guy won. Why does Randy need to win that match? But now it seems like they're setting up with Alexa being all, I don't need the fiend, I'm evil all on my own. Here's my little creepy doll, Lily. And then Bray Wyatt is back at the funhouse. And he's I did like that. Having, I loved that. And yeah. He's like having a like psychotic break about Alexa leaving. And, you know, it's fine. He's fine. And everything's fine. But like, are they setting up a feud between Alexa and Bray? What, what is going to like, happen now? It accomplished the goal of there's now more questions. Yes. Leave them with more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. But, like, you could have done that and... Bray still, even like even if Bray beats the hell out of Randy Orton for 15 minutes and then Randy sneaks a pin because Alexa distracts him, you get something out of the Fiend and give him something so it's like, oh, damn, like I don't want to be in the ring with this dude. Randy beat him with one move, and like that, it took, remember Seth had to almost murder him in a hell in a cell to beat him and like the ref had to like call off the match? But Randy gets one move in, and it's enough to end the Fiend's night and i just that match i hated for so many reasons uh i think the only thing i liked about it was alexa but that's just speaking more to me i'm a huge alexa bliss fan regardless Mm -hmm. of what she does um (laughs) just like you're a randy orton fan and then the fiend gets lost and it's i'm again i'm intrigued by the alexa versus bray like the possibilities with that but god damn what a what a nightmare match it ended up being when it should have just been a nightmare for randy orton so insane yeah okay so moving on we get we get a real we get a real barn burner next one (laughs) what what do we got here so now we have nia jackson Shayna baszler versus tamina and natalia for the tag team championship um i you kind of already heard where we feel how we feel about this match. Um, I honestly was shocked that the crowd was so into Tamina. It was so weird. Winning. I was, was so, weird. so shocked by that. I I do love Natty. Um, I also really think that sometimes Natty forgets that they're not practicing. Like she's very, like she's still practicing type deal. Um, and you see that in the match. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't like that. I, Nia and Shayna won. Here's the thing. I love Shayna Baszler. I'm okay with her being a tag team champion. I really don't care who her partner is. I love Shayna. She deserves some gold. But I really would have loved if the Riot Squad was there. Like we said earlier, if the Iconics had surprised us and came back. Shayna putting Natty to sleep made sense. But what was the point of that? What was the point of that? So that Shayna and Nia can just continue to retain? Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it the first night. Hated it the second night. I really just don't get why the women's tag titles exist if we're just going to be throwing random teams together. Um, When they created the titles, they had the Iconics. They had the Riot Squad. They had Mandy and Sonya. They had teams. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they're just throwing, like, Nia and Shayna, just thrown together randomly. Tamina and Talia, 
thrown together randomly. The only actual team you had in this tag team match was, again, the Riot Squad. Yeah. Which they broke up at one point. Mm -hmm. And then brought back together because they both floundered without each other. I don't... I don't know. See, I, I that's hated what it. what I was hoping would have happened with the Iconics. Like, what was the point of breaking up the Iconics? This is one of your very few actual women tag team. And we're going to break them up. Yep. Do nothing with them except for kind of entertainment with Billy. And then get rid of them. Now they're gone. Yep. Why? Why? I'm very... I'm still a little bit sore on that topic. I think we've already spent too much time on this match. <laughs> yeah, And I, I think we can move on to... Literally anything else. All right, well, we'll move on to the next one, which is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And for whatever reason, Logan Paul is here. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens wins. I honestly thought this ending of this match was really funny when Logan Paul comes up to congratulate Kevin Owens and Sami gets all paranoid and was like, why are you congratulating him? You're supposed to be here with me. And then he pushes Sami and then... Kevin Owens, Sunners, Logan Paul. Um, I thought that was probably the best part about that. I I think I said this while it was happening. We have seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn so many times. So, so many times. And guess what? I never get tired of it. No. I think that that match honestly could have been longer. I, I love them. I love watching them wrestle together. What's your thought? I... Yeah, I could watch them fight a million times, and a million times I'd be like, these are two really damn good wrestlers. Mm -hmm. um, Sami Zayn, I love his, like, conspiracy theory gimmick. I love Sami Zayn. It's so fun and stupid, and to have... I feel like it's a unique character right now. There's not a heel that's doing what he's doing, and it's, it's very fun to watch when a unique role is being portrayed. Um, and Kevin Owens... Just being the friend that is like, what is going on with you? Like, you need to calm down. Um, kind of putting him in his place, shutting mm -hmm. him up. Like, there is no conspiracy. Logan Paul's here. You invited him. The match went how it went. Uh, Logan Paul, for what it's worth, I don't really know what Logan Paul is. Uh, I know he has a lot of YouTube subscribers. I know he's apparently very famous to very young people. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but played his role great. I respect Logan Paul's contribution to wrestling here because he went on um some podcast or something uh and kind of like sold it like he he wasn't dismissive of yeah, wrestling like as as he could have been yes they they did their part and they did their part well and i appreciate yeah. that i love that he took that stunner at the end that yep. he was part of it i just don't i don't care i don't know why he was here yeah just it, it was very random with or without him <laughs> yeah it was a very random uh it kind of because it kind of just came about like three weeks ago it just seemed like logan paul was like i wonder who else will pay me to do stuff and vince was like i'll pay you yeah. and they flew him out paid him and he he served his role i don't know what's next for either one i think we'll probably see it again because we always see kevin owens or sammy Zayn. listen give it to us a backlash i'm here for it it's a good match it's always a good match i could watch them wrestle i don't care how many times they want to put them against each other i love it i love it when they're yeah. When they're friendly towards each other, when they're enemies, they uh, they put on a great show every time. Yeah, solid solid match, solid booking. Kevin Owens gets the win. What's up? What's up next? Uh, Riddle versus Sheamus for the United States Championship. Um, I don't care about Sheamus. I know that that might be a rare statement for most people. I do wish that Matt Riddle won. 
I would have liked for him to have like a long reign and see what he could do with other superstars. I feel like I've seen Sheamus do a lot with other superstars and it's kind of the same thing with Sheamus every time. I love Matt Riddle. Um, I think that's something that does need to be addressed just because it's hilarious was backstage when Matt Riddle, like Matt Riddle's reaction when RVD showed up was just hilarious. I thought that was so funny. Um, it kind of made up for the botches throughout the match. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, my favorite part of Matt Riddle being on this show was the Matt Riddle interaction with Rob Van Dam, who, yeah. uh, just handed them rolling papers, just like it was a normal thing. Just handed yeah. Great Cully and Matt Riddle, uh, his RVD CPD rolling papers. Hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. The, the kick, uh, the brogue kick by Sheamus, my God. I the mean, one that left Riddle's face bleeding. Yeah, stitched him up real nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a really cool spot. Uh, but yeah, like, what what do we do with Sheamus now? So I would guess we keep doing the Riddle thing. Um, there's not a lot of mid-card guys that you could put with Sheamus where it's like, oh, okay, this would, you know, this would make sense. But I think we're probably just going to get more Sheamus and Matt Riddle. I book Riddle as much as he can. The guy is extremely talented. Sheamus is not going to be around too much longer. Um but, you know, we get another U.S. title run for Sheamus. I'm fine with it. I do think that we're going to see Riddle versus Sheamus again, um, especially since they opened the Raw after Mania with Riddle challenging Bobby Lashley and Lashley just shitting in his face, like straight up being like, you are less than me. This is never going to happen. Um, Matt Riddle riding his scooter down to the ring, another thing that made me just laugh. He is hilarious. I mean, they did have a match on on Raw. Lashley tapped out Riddle. We're going to see Riddle and Sheamus again. I don't see anything else happening for Sheamus either. They're they're not. I don't even think Sheamus was on Raw. Or, well, it's not good if we don't know. Yeah, you know that's a good point. I don't know what is coming next for Sheamus. That's one of my only notes on that match. Is like, what is next for Sheamus now? I I hope that. It's not a scenario where now the U.S. title becomes irrelevant. We've had so many periods where, like, the U.S. title is just not being used. They put him on somebody. There was a time where Dean Ambrose was champion for, like, a year and defended it twice or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want that to be where we go with the U.S. title. Um, But, yeah, hopefully Sheamus just puts on maybe, like, an open challenge kind of deal. Uh, Like, hey, come out and fight me. Sheamus loves to brawl. He's one of the best in the world at it. Um yeah, there's not much else to say regarding this match, but I I was I am intrigued by where this next match is going. So next up is Big E versus Apollo for the Intercontinental Championship. It was a uh, Nigerian drum fight. Honestly, I had no idea what that meant leading into it. Nope. Um, they no uh, one did. They still didn't really explain it once the match happened. Uh, Apollo won this match. I would have had Big E retain in this. I love Big E. I don't know what's next for either of them. If I had it my way, since Big E did not win, I think that either Sonya or Adam Pierce should trade him, trade for him, and then put him against Bobby and give Big E the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley has been very coming out like, I don't have anybody that's good enough. Nobody can compete against me. I 
I love that Braun and Randy came out and that triple threat with Drew again. But it would be cool to see, put Biggie up against him. Let's see what happens there. Those are two big guys and they're two great wrestlers. And what else are we doing with Biggie now that he's not the Intercontinental Champion? What are we going to do now? Yeah, I don't think, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do another Biggie, uh, Apollo match just because the match, you had interference. Yeah. Uh, we have to bring up, um, Apollo's guy helped attack him. Yeah. So this, so this guy was Dabakato, uh, who was drafted to, uh, the SmackDown roster in September. Mm-hmm. Have not seen him since. Okay. He had a couple like, uh, random appearances on that raw underground thing that Shane did oh, yeah. that everybody forgot about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did forget about that. He is, Dabakato comes out um, and gives the Samoan spike, which we haven't seen since Umaga back in like the mid 2000s, uh, to Big E. That's how we end up with Apollo Crews winning this match. Uh, Friday night on SmackDown, Apollo Crews comes out and it introduces Dabakato, who is now known as Commander Aziz. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> whatever. Because he, he's got a cool little commander jacket on, yeah. uh, which I noticed. It's like, why is this man doing like a commander cosplay? Uh, but he is now Commander Aziz. Huge guy. He kind of... It's weird because I feel like they're just doing AJ and Omas again with Apollo and Davocato, mm-hmm. or uh, Commander Aziz, sorry. Um, I like what Apollo Crews is doing. I like that we gave him... A character. I like that as well. Instead of like, I actually mentioned Apollo Cruz by accident earlier when I was saying we had a bunch of like John Cena's, Dolph Ziggler's, Apollo mm-hmm. Cruz. Apollo Cruz is now a character. Yeah, and he's a good one. Yeah, he's not just some random guy. Like he's got, he's going with this uh, Nigerian ancestry like gimmick, uh, and it's working. It's working. It's absolutely working. I think we keep just pushing forward with it. It doesn't have to be with Big E. Uh, I do think you can eventually get New Day back together, mm-hmm. um, whether that means a trade, whether that means we do a draft soon. Um, but yeah, Biggie served his purpose as IC champion. I liked his run, um, and I like that he. It took him beating Apollo a few times for Apollo to then completely revamp and become what he is now. So you can say that Biggie basically pushed Apollo yeah. into this character and it's and it's it's working out. Um but yeah, I don't I'm fine with Apollo winning especially uh with interference so it's not just a clean loss for Biggie. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't touch it. I'm I'm very curious as to what we do with Commander Aziz now and when we eventually just call him Aziz or Commander cuz people can't have two names um <laughs> for Vince McMahon. But yeah, a guy that we haven't seen since September. It's It was a surprise. I don't think anybody in the crowd knew who he was, which I guess is a good thing. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's move on. Let's get to Rhea versus Asuka. So, another amazing women's championship match. Rhea beats Asuka, giving Rhea this WrestleMania moment as well that so deserving of this. I love Rhea Ripley. I love her. Uh, such a great match. They're two strong competitors going head to head. I honestly, though, would not have had Rhea win this match. This is wishful thinking, but I would have had Asuka win this match and then immediately afterwards, or even pushing it to the next night on, on Raw, 
I would have had Becky's music hit and Becky come out and be like, thanks for holding my spot down. I'm coming for that title. See a backlash and then just go away until backlash. Um, since that didn't happen though, I'm very excited to see what's next for Rhea. I love her. I want her to be a dominant champion and who knows, maybe she'll be the only person to take out Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So I wasn't as high on this match as you were. Um, just, I think it was more having to do with how good Sasha versus Bianca was Yeah. really raising the bar for Rhea and Asuka. When you have two people like Rhea and Asuka, their styles, I don't feel like meshed as well as, you know, I had envisioned in my head. Asuka's been carrying the Raw division for, since Becky left. Yeah. Uh, she's held that title. And she, I guess she was running out of people to face. So I, I'm fine with Rhea winning. Uh, I think it's really cool that in the women's rumble in January, the last two women were Rhea and Bianca. Mm-hmm. And Bianca wins. She gets her title match. At WrestleMania, and she wins. Rhea, who was last person to get eliminated, gets her title match at WrestleMania anyway. Still wins. Uh, both women now, um, basically, kind of like the new generation. And again, it's mm-hmm. it's weird. Rhea is, I think, twenty four, which is crazy. Um, so like that is really because Oscar's in her mid thirties. She's towards the end of her career. Um, she is just handing this ball off to the next generation. Um, same thing that Sasha did, just a younger person to an older person. But I think, I mean, the women's division is in such a better place to me than the men's division because there's so many incredibly talented women on this roster and in NXT still. I mean, you still have Raquel Gonzalez, who wins the NXT championship. You have Io Shirai. You have Candice LeRae. You have Dakota Kai. You have some Ember Moon. Uh, I don't care too much about Shotzi Blackheart, but I know a lot of people do. This The women's roster is so deep, and there's so much talent throughout WWE, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So even saying that, it, it I think, dulls the blow of, like, the Iconics getting released a little bit because there is so, there are so many women yeah. um, on this roster. It's such a deep talent pool. Um I, I'm, I'm fine with Asuka losing to Rhea. So the next night on Raw, we get Charlotte. Makes her re-debut, her, uh, her comeback, right? Now, if we remember, Charlotte seemed like she was going to be the one to face Asuka at WrestleMania. And thanks to Andrade, we know what actually happened. Yeah. Which was Charlotte, according to Andrade, her fiancé, uh was told that she was pregnant, okay, when she went in for, like, a COVID test. Turns out she wasn't pregnant, but she did have COVID. Mm-hmm. Gets taken off of WrestleMania completely. Gets taken off TV completely. Uh, and it just so happens to be the same time Rhea Ripley's debuting. So it really worked out for Raw in that fashion. Like, we were already hyping up Rhea was coming. Um, so she was just an easy filler to the Asuka match. I was kind of hoping we'd get Peyton Royce in that match, but either way, uh, Charlotte comes out. She's ready to just be Charlotte Flair, Mm -hmm. which is one of the most just intrinsically talented uh, wrestlers in this division, uh, in all of wrestling, period. She is, 
I mean, she's so good. She comes out and says, I don't steal opportunities. I am opportunities, which is so baller to me. Oh, she was, that promo was phenomenal. She did a great job with that. I love when she was like, I'm not going to be humble anymore. Bitch, when were you? But in all the best ways, she is, she deserves everything that she says she is, because she is. She's Charlotte Flair. An incredible talent. She comes out. She looks incredible. Looks like a million bucks. Um, and she kind of pulls like a, like I'm like the Undertaker kind of thing. Like when you don't get a title match at WrestleMania, but you get the Undertaker match at WrestleMania, it's almost as equal. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not fighting for the women's title, but you're fighting Charlotte, you're kind of fighting for the women's title. So I just thought that was, it was really cool. Uh, a really cool promo. Um, I know that you were hoping for something else to happen. I was really hoping for Becky. I I am impatiently waiting for her return. I thought it would have been great on an Asuka run. Like if Asuka had won, or even Rhea beat Asuka at WrestleMania, and then at Raw after Mania, they have a WrestleMania rematch. Mm -hmm. And they have this, this match again. And... All I kept thinking was, Asa's going to win this, and Becky's music's going to hit, and she's going to come take her title back, and everything's going to be great, and then out comes Charlotte Flair, and just beats everybody off, and she's like, hey, I'm back, and the yeah, wrong return. <laughs> she's back, and I'm guessing we now go maybe triple threat uh, with Rhea versus Asuka versus Charlotte uh, at WrestleMania Backlash, or Charlotte can be a real baller. And say, you know, I'm going to sit this one out. We'll do the Oscar Rhea rematch. The winner faces me. Yeah. You know, um, I think that'd be interesting. I think Rhea's going to beat Oscar again if they do a rematch. Uh, and then we get a Rhea Charlotte rematch, which was main event, or I'm sorry, not the main event, uh, was the WrestleMania match last year. Charlotte yeah. won the Rumble, chose to face the NXT champion, first time that was ever done, uh, becomes NXT champion. We kind of forgot that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as memorable as a cool, like, NXT title run as it could have been, but uh, either way, there is a history there, so I think that'll be fun to see where that goes. Uh, but all that, we've been going for an hour. WrestleMania was, like, eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we are nice. f- we are finally at the main event of WrestleMania Night 2. Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. I have so much to say about this match because I am not a fan of Roman Reigns. Don't get me wrong. I think recently Roman Reigns is doing a phenomenal job. He's doing a really great job of being a heel. He's doing something great because he's making me hate him more. And that's what heels are supposed to do. We're supposed to hate them. I loved that there was no downtime in this match. There was always something happening. Honestly, the double pin was cool. If the match ended like that, that's fine. I have other things of how I would have liked this match to go. I would have had Daniel Bryan do the yes lock and tap out Roman Reigns. Um, Right after Daniel Bryan and Edge did that double cross face yes lock to Roman. That was so cool. Um, I think something should have happened there with Edge where he, you know, he was out. Like he just like rolled out of the ring for a little bit and Daniel Bryan, to give Daniel Bryan enough time to get this guest lock in, and tap out Roman Reigns. And had that happened, then Edge could have popped up and said something along the lines of, you know, 
you weren't even supposed to be in this match. I won the Royal Rumble. You weaseled your way in here. You stole this from me. And it could set up this amazing Daniel Bryan versus Edge feud that I think fans want to see. I want to see it. These are two competitors that nobody, including themselves, ever thought we would see them at a WrestleMania match in general, let alone together. It could have, there could be so many things that happen here. And we all know that Roman Reigns is the son that Vince McMahon has always wanted and never had. Sorry, Shane. We all get it. We knew that Roman was going to win that match. It just would have been so cool to see Daniel Bryan win that match and have Edge go psychotic and just this feud that could be something amazing. I, but like I said, I, I do think Roman Reigns is doing a great job as a heel. I love that Daniel Bryan and Edge were not on the next night. Like, where are they? We don't know where they are. They're, he, or he pinned these Hall of Famers and now they're, they're down and they're out for a while. And he's going to go continue being Roman Reigns. But if I had it my way, Daniel Bryan would have won that match. And Reigns could take the title back and just see Daniel Bryan and Edge just bloom into what it could be. So there's three matches on WrestleMania that if I could pick three of the whole weekend uh, to recommend to anyone. Wrestling fans, not wrestling fans. It'd be Cesaro and Seth Rollins. It'd be Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And it would be this match. Yeah. Because I think this was the most well-booked match. Uh, this match was exactly what it should have been. Roman Wayne, ugh. Roman Reigns was the heel he's supposed to be. His, he's doing his, a great job yeah. as a heel. He really is. His cousin Jay Uso is interfering left and right, so mm-hmm. it's not a clean victory that Roman did himself. Uh, Daniel Bryan plays the face that he is, regardless of you know what character he's trying to play. Uh, and Edge played that tweener role, and he yeah. plays it really well because there's there's a you know you want to cheer for Edge because of the comeback, but you also see those crazy eyes, and you realize that he can absolutely snap at any minute. He's psycho. And the coolest thing to me, I'm a huge Edge fan. Uh, Edge's Royal Rumble return last year was unreal. It's something I never thought I'd see because 2011, Edge retires. Okay, he's forced to retire, multiple neck surgeries. He's suffering uh, from like spinal stenosis. He can't feel his hands. Wrestle, uh, the doctors tell him he can't wrestle anymore. Relinquishes the world title uh, when he retires. 2016, Daniel Bryan forced to retire to concussions, has to relinquish the Intercontinental title, and leaves for two years. 2018, Roman Reigns relinquishes his United States title because he's battling leukemia again for the second time in his life. Uh, All three of these men have fought different career setbacks that literally, for two of them, ended their careers. Yeah, forced them into retirement. Yeah, and for the third one, I mean... Cancer is about as scary as it's going to get. You don't know how that's going to, you know, go any any day of the week. Uh, but Roman Reigns fights his way back. All three of these men being in the main event of a WrestleMania, years for Edge, ten years after he retires. For for Daniel Bryan, five years after he retires. For Roman Reigns, three years after he's diagnosed for leukemia for the second time. Um, just 
it's inspirational. The video package that they had for this match, you can like WWE, you can hate WWE. Their video packages and the way they can make you understand so quickly, even if you haven't been paying attention to what the story is going into a match, especially for WrestleMania, they're second to none. They're, they're like, they make these mini movies where it's like, this is what you're about to see. This is why you should care. And you watch that video and you care. Oh, yeah. And this match was incredible from top to bottom. There's not a single, like, down moment in this match. Um, Edge, we have to say, biggest pop of the weekend. My God. Raymond James Stadium lit on fire for Edge and his music. Um Awesome gear. He looks incredible. He is in such great shape. Yeah. His gear looked great. He wrestles so beautifully. He's incredible, um, especially for being as out of the game as he was. It it looks like he never missed a beat. Daniel Bryan, for my money, is the best wrestler in the world. I love Um, him. He doesn't even need to win matches, and he can still look like the best wrestler in the world. Um, And Roman Reigns... The tribal chief, he is he's the guy, yeah. And um, and he deserves to be the guy. I'm, you know, for a long time I was just, I was a Roman Reigns hater, but God, he's absolutely killing it. Like I said earlier about Sasha Banks, if there's a like if we can do a guy and a girl, and we're gonna build a company, give me Roman Reigns, give me Sasha Banks, and you're so crazy. We've got we've got ratings e- either way. But I get it. I I understand why people love Roman. I I never liked Roman. Even when oh, he I don't was love part Roman. of the Shield. I know. But even when he was part of the Shield, he was my least favorite member on the Shield. Yep. Um I'm sure everybody here will learn my weird obsession with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Yep. I we'll get love that man. We will get to him. But Roman Reigns, I didn't care about him at all. I didn't like the way he wrestled, the way he talked on the mic. I just didn't care about him recently i have to give it to him he is a great heel he speaks so much better on that mic and he's doing what he needs to do to be the head of the table to be this big guy and you know he's he's doing it well i just would have liked to see the match go another way he spoiled it on smackdown he said he was going to stack them and pin them it's exactly what he did um, and then they're gone. They are yeah. not, Daniel Bryan and Edge are not on SmackDown, uh, but Cesaro is. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is looking for a, ch- well, he's not even looking for a challenger. He's basically saying that there's nobody on the roster uh, that is worthy of getting in the ring with him. He says, Paul, you know, tell him to cut the check. We've made our appearance. Let's get out of here. Cesaro comes out, and Cesaro grabs the mic. Roman Reigns leaves. No respect shown to cesaro cesaro doesn't get to say anything demands a match with roman doesn't get it there's a weird power struggle going on between adam pierce and sony deville for like who's really the head of smackdown um but yeah i we're going towards cesaro roman and then we do get cesaro versus jay uso and seth rollins needs to be heard from so we get uh Seth Rollins is now going to continue his feud with Cesaro, whether Cesaro wants it or not. Um, And they've done an amazing job of keeping Roman and Seth away from each other. I agree with that. Um, 
the two old shield mates they have Seth's been on SmackDown a little bit now. I've honestly forgot that they were on the same roster because usually they had them interact yeah. and they don't right now. And I love that. Even on the show where Cesaro wants Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins interferes, they still don't have Roman and Seth interacting. I think we're headed towards what I would want to see is we do. Cesaro versus Roman and Seth costs him the match. Uh, we do it at Backlash. But I think there's a chance we get Cesaro and Seth again at Backlash and then the winner faces Roman at uh, Money in the Bank. And my prediction as of today for the winner of Money in the Bank is going to be Cesaro. I would love it. If if Roman doesn't want to give him a match, Cesaro, Cesaro can just demand it. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to go. Roman doesn't want to give Cesaro the respect and give him a match. Cesaro wins money in the bank, can have that match whenever he wants on his time. Uh, and Seth can hate it all he wants. I love what Seth is doing. It's phenomenal. It is so good. So good. Seth is killing the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we leave WrestleMania, we wrap it up, and the big takeaways are Roman's still the tribal chief. Bianca Belair is the new face of the SmackDown women's division. Rhea Ripley taking over the Raw women's division. Um, and Bobby Lashley is still the dominant heel. A lot of these matches we seem to be doing again, which is, I'm guessing, why we're calling Backlash this year WrestleMania Backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any any wrap-up thoughts you have? No, I mean, I, I guess I do, actually. I think that we can still potentially set up Daniel Bryan versus Edge um, with this ending because again Edge can still say you know you weren't supposed to be there you cost me this match blah 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 we're gonna go at it I'm excited to see when we see Edge and Daniel Bryan again because they weren't here so let's see if they're here next week maybe we'll see them at Backlash maybe we won't um other than that I think that's really yeah, that's WrestleMania, guys. That is the debut episode of He Book, She Book. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is going to be one of the longer ones just because of, you know, it's the it's first one and it's WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to do these every week, uh, record and, and have these out every Monday, uh, wrapping up the different things that are going on, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, whatever are the biggest events in wrestling going down. We want to cover, we want to book, we want to rebook. And yeah, let us know how you liked it. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HeBookSheBook. And make sure you tune in on Mondays wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for joining us, guys.